Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. How you doing, buddy? Doing fine. Sick of the rain. Ready for it to go. Yeah. Watching the Masters makes me just want to play small ball, get the ball in the air so much, so badly. Not anytime yes. soon, brother. Uh, maybe tomorrow, but I mean, it's going to be, the ball's going to go Slop. subterranean on every shot. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a muddy, a muddy mess, but enjoyed watching the masters did not have the drama that i think a lot of people hoped for although it did early in the final round uh but scheffler's just what a stud i I'll be honest with you, i think it largely sucked really yeah why because he just was too was, dominant was never there, were, there was never anybody in the mix like well, there, there was, was never number three for a it was minute. about to be i tied. mean i was at aau early in the afternoon so i didn't see it till the back nine all right um but i mean i thought that, that from what i saw the, the most dramatic things were his 18th on Saturday where he hit into the bush. And I thought, okay, this could get interesting. We'd have Cam Smith within a shot or two. That's, that'd be fun to have a little something. And then he four putted 18. And I thought, my God, is he going to like, yep. Is this going to be a six putt? Like what is going on here, dude? Like you missed two, two footers. But other than that, it was just so robotic. And then I just think, I mean, I know you're pure joy, but I, just, I think that there's – I think golf's got a really big problem for people who don't love golf because there is nobody who moves a needle. This whole entire weekend is about Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. the whole weekend. It's a 46-year-old dude on a leg and a half. Yeah. And he was all that mattered. Um, Schefter was great. I mean, he's great. And he wins easy. There's no but drama. That. That's on, not his so you, fault. Hold on. Just so you know. <clears throat> by the way. Because you missed this. You were at the I did. At AAU. So, Cam Smith birdies one and two. Okay. Okay. So it is now it's a two shot lead on the tee box on three. Scheffler hits it way left, like off the reservation left. Okay. They give him relief, but it's looking like bogey is for sure in play for him. Cam Smith's got like a 50 yard chip to the green. He hit okay. a bomb. So you're thinking like, oh my God, this guy could go birdie, birdie, birdie. Could he be tied after three? And then yeah. all the pressure's on. So Scheffler hits first. Punches it out, out of the pine straw. Got a, He actually could have hit it on the green. Got a drop because the scoreboard was actually in his way, which okay. saved him, gave him a line. Hits it about, hits it short. So he's got now a big pitch up the hill to the hole. Cam Smith now, you're thinking, all right, dude, hit it close. You're making birdie. It could be tied. You, who knows what could happen? Yeah. He hits it fat. Chunks it on the hill, top of the green, rolls back down. So now their balls are side by side. Literally, yeah. they've come and collected like a, an inch from each other, uh, maybe a foot. Scheffler goes first. He's got to chip it up a steep face of a hill to the pin that's right there. Scheffler makes it. Yeah. Makes it. So you're two seconds ago, you're thinking Smith's for sure picking up a shot on this hole. Right. Maybe two. And then Scheffler dunks it. That freaks Smith out. He bogeys. And then that and was it. Over. But then he got it close again <laughs> on 11. And then he hit it in the water on 12, and then that was it. Well, close, but he was still three shots back. A couple back shots back. Three yeah. or four. I mean, it was just. Scheffler's a yeah. machine, dude. He was, he's really good. He's, he's really, really good. good. He's not particularly interesting. That's not his fault. Not his fault at all. Um, the the people that were making charge, like, you know, Rory shoots 64, do it in round one, dude, so that we can have a little fun with this thing. Sure, like, sure. It's, 
and I think maybe that, in, like him, he to me is kind of the personification of the the struggle in golf from the in the non golf fan, because he was somebody who burst on the scene, and Spieth is another one of yeah, these. He's fallen off, and they they just have fallen off, and like he shoots sixty four because that's his talent at Augusta, but the pressure of it doesn't allow for him to do it early. He cannot do it in the first round of these tournaments, and so to shoot sixty four in the last day, it's great, but like. Scheffler was never going to come that far back. You know, no. he was never going to come that no. far back. So no. it was the, the drama of it was out. You're right. I missed that specific hole. There, where one those moment things there was some tension. That was the moment, yeah. but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it happened so early in the round that you missed it. So it doesn't take away from his brilliance for sure. No, it's dominant. I mean, it was dominant, but it was, I also think that there is a, there is something that has happened to a group of these super duper stars where I don't know if they just lack drive or I don't know what well, it is. Did you see the airport? It was there? just. Did you see the airport? There's like 50 private jets. Right. There's there's so much money, and maybe that is you know maybe that's been the ultimate motivator. Make, I don't know what it is, but like you just don't see the drive to stay great. Like, do I think Scheffler is going to be some seven time major winner? No, I don't. I'm sure this will be similar. He'll win a couple here in a row, win a couple, and then he'll go away like the rest. And there's of them. a lot of very very good players too. I just think there are a, that it's there just, aren't that many that are interesting. Fair. You know, I mean, it's so it's it was t it's I enjoy it because I like the Masters, but I and I love major golf. But I think unless you're a diehard golf fan, this is I mean, Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler in the final pairing. That ain't ideal. No, no, that ain't it. No, so, but I mean, but the course is great. And it was in all sorts beautiful. of weather conditions. And yeah. I mean, the fact that Tiger was able to play, make make a cut. Are crazy. You, I'm surprised he finished. I respect. I the thought heck he would shut it, it down I Saturday. It down. Yeah. I thought he would withdraw Saturday. I did. I'm with yeah. you. I, th I thought when I when I um, uh, Amanda Balianis or whatever her name is, she interviewed him, and he was talking. He was like, still was like, you know, if I could get, you know, if I could shoot six under, I could get it back to even. Like she's like, what is your goal for Sunday? And he was and he was like, still trying to talk himself into that, which was just really stunning. Like his competitive spirit for him with his wealth, That's a real triumph of to go out there and spirit. try and yeah, he's got nothing to prove, but. I, I tell you, don't you think for him, you know, like this is kind of his future. Like he can play some of these match play things, and then he can play like the Masters every year. I'm sure he'll play it every year. Like this year, it's at oh, he's playing the Open. That makes sense. Like there will be open courses that fit his eye that he'll like. Probably some he'll pick and choose some PGAs, US. But that's probably the. Path. I think he just wants to win one more time. I don't and every major event he tournament plays, it anything. Will be a big, anything. I think he wants to win one more time. Well, his is the Invitational, right? Where he's got that small field. Is that remember he did that? You see that one in the Bahamas where he would do that one with the small uh -huh. field, and he won that once. Um, but now he does the one in LA. Like he's I think bounced he wants around. To win, like, I think he wants to win like a real field, fielded event. If I were to tell you, it is more likely or not that he wins a major or doesn't. What do you think? Not. Not, but is it? Do you have to? Is, do you have to question? Yeah, of course, because yeah. it was a not before he won in nineteen, yeah. which was absolutely stunning. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. He said something after the round on Sunday how he has to kind of reteach himself how to play the game with his current physical conditions. Like he's he can't hit it where he used to. He can still win. He's just, there's just got to be a different way about it. Yes. And you think about how many times, and someone who plays as much as you, and as well as you do, you think about how many times he's had to re make his game or his swing or his style over the course of a career well the first time he did it was in the midst of like the, the middle of, <laughs> of golf ever and he's like yeah my swing's not good enough i gotta i gotta i gotta redo this come again huh <laughs> then he ended up and then he did the tiger again. slam again right. so he did yeah. you know he you know he pulled it off so um but it was it, it's gorgeous to, to look at it there beautiful it is i mean it just it 
I enjoyed it. I, I had it on in the background, you know, over the weekend. And, and you're right. There, it, it lacked the drama down the stretch. And I think it was funny that, you know, at the end, Scheffler just wanted to, I think, finish it. And, and he putzed around those did two putts because I think he just he would, wanted. Did you think, like, my guy, is he going to miss another one? No. When he missed the second one, I was like, whoa. I just think he, like, couldn't believe he's, he knew it was to win. He just wanted to, like. Right. Like, but it's he, like he missed two two-footers. I was stunning. And he had missed it. I mean, he wasn't missing Nothing. anything. Right. Yeah. His short game is so good, and I think that that's what uh, what people don't realize how good these guys are around the greens. It's unbelievable, and Scheffler's wizardry is incredible to watch. I mean, it really is. They were even comparing him to Semi Ballesteros, and people were saying, like, they don't realize just how good he was with his hands. And I like his swing. It looks so athletic. It's very unique. The, well, he really the leg comes action. way over, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really – And he gets that little cut, little fade. Yeah. I, I I like him. I mean, he did something that only Tiger Woods has done, right? Win four and a major championship. There's a, I what I retweeted that one, but he done did something that only Tiger's done. What he's done so far like this year, have which four is wins and be and number then, one in the world and win the Masters. Yeah, yeah. By the time of the yeah, right. A lot of people credit it to what he did. You know, he beat Rom in the Ryder Cup, and that kind of started the momentum for him. Buddy mine got him at twenty eight to one before this thing started. <sighs> Sent me big, the, showed me the receipt. I said, "What house was offering twenty-one to one on the twenty-eight to one of the number one player in the world?" Golf's hard for, like that, but the biggest bet they said I saw uh, the biggest bet that was placed, individual bet that was placed on him was fifty, that netted eight hundred k. Yeah, it was down significantly down from what you're talking about. That's sixteen to one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my buddy's a hundred bucks, so it's not. We didn't get rich, but still, still pretty good. Did well. Yeah, yeah. did very, very well. Uh, Nick Harris will join us here uh, momentarily on the program. Um, I, I, I do think that uh, I, I wanted to, to bring attention and pay homage and respect to Dwayne Haskins and yes. his family uh, off the start of the show. Um, I, I think that he is he, – and we'll have more on this a little bit later, but, but I don't think that it is an, ex, an exaggeration or hyperbolic to say that his one season at Ohio State is as important as any one season ever in the history of that program. Um, I think it allows for – Ryan Day to be the coach at Ohio State. I think it allowed for Justin Fields. I think it allowed for C.J. Stroud. I think it allowed for the transition from a plotting, running, not plotting, but a run-first offense where the quarterback stuck their nose in to a wide-open pass attack. And Dwayne Haskins set the Ohio State single-season record for passing yardage uh, with 48-31, I believe. He threw for like 50 touchdowns. The right? previous record was 3,300. He beat it by 1,500 yards. He threw for 50 touchdowns in 2018. The previous record was 35. He lapped the field. Um, he overcame the first three games of that season. Urban Meyer was suspended. Nick Bosa left the team with an injury. Much of that is forgotten because of his brilliance. He was a Heisman finalist. And more than that, he was an incredible ambassador for the program. He had this easy smile. He was an easy kid to talk to. He had this ability to be confident but not cocky, uh, to be self-assured but likable that's a tough that's a tough tightrope to walk um and he did it and when i heard the news saturday I, it just gutted uh for it and um and i you know that our thoughts certainly with the family um and and certainly collective buckeye nation where he was beloved and i know s buckeye shared some stories with you s did and um in terms of how Dwayne was with kids and those type of things. He just, I think the best testament you can have of a man is what his teammates say about him. And buddy, whether it was our guy, Case Keenum tweeting out a picture of Dwayne holding his son uh, when they were with the, with the Washington football team at the time, uh, the comments you've seen from the Pittsburgh community <clears throat> and those players 
and of course from the Ohio State community, but um, whether it was Cam Hayward or T.J. Watt or Ben Roethlisberger, the impact he had and the way that he carried himself was something that was felt by all of his teammates. He was They were working out in Miami. It was Claypool and Najee Harris and all of those guys. And, you know, Dwayne, there's a picture Joe Hayden put out of him and uh, him and Dwayne embracing. Okay, yeah. Dwayne wasn't the starter. He was third on the depth chart. He was active for one game. And he had that type of impact mm-hmm. speaks to the type of person he was. He was clearly a beloved guy. And, and yeah, those tragedies, it's just when you read that and you think about somebody who was, you know, 24, married, son, you know, husband, friend, all of that, and just cut so short. And unfortunately, some of the very worst of our the information age that we live in was presented Ooh. in the immediate aftermath and took away, I think, from what was what has become, I think, a beautiful celebration of his life. And I know we're going to have uh, Brooke Pryor on, right? Yeah, she'll uh, from she'll the Pittsburgh us. side and of she things. Did yeah. a, they did an unbelievable thing on. Uh, I, w- I watched a ton of his stuff because I was, you know. I wasn't the Buckeye mm-hmm. person that you are, certainly that S was. And um, I watched, you know, the segments from when he was a little kid. He goes, I'm going to go to college here. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the feature on him and his sister and the feature that, that ESPN put out over the weekend that I think was narrated by Brooke, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, which was just beautiful. And, and yeah, Joe Hayden retweeted that as well and said that was a great job by Brooke. So, yeah, just it's just sad. I mean, it's sad. We live in a world with st- – so much tragedy. I just I I got involved with a with a charity. Actually, I'm going on the board of this charity at the end of last week. Believe it or not, called Cornerstone of Hope, and it's for sudden death grief situations mm-hmm. like this to provide support to the parents and to the sister and everybody who's just lost somebody that was not expected to be uh, lost. And and you just think about all the things that happen in this world and and how many. We don't even realize how many people are impacted by this. This is a public figure, so right. it becomes much more known. But these types of things happen all the time and and it's just it's just so sad the human condition you just your heart breaks for everybody who knew him and loved him because it is you know and i don't know if i'm sure at our age now you've had friends who have passed i had friend in college who passed away um in an accident and just like the grief that the families feel is unfathomable and it's i just my heart breaks for all of everybody yeah it's um I mean, just so tragic, just so yeah. tragic. And, uh, yeah, so he was uh, a special kid on the field, special kid off the field, and um, a remarkable legacy by the, by the time is all, all is said and done. Um, there's so many what-ifs that if, if he wouldn't have been in that spot, and unfortunately just a comet and, and shine bright and gone gone too soon. Uh, Nick Harris will join the program today. As, as Z mentioned, Brooke Pryor will join us uh, as well um, on – on Dwayne and some of that. We did have some news at the end of last week in terms of our roster, so we will get to that as the program goes along. Take a look at a four-round mock draft coming as well in the second hour of the program. We are off and running here on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider, your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for your office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Joined now by a native of Los Angeles, Brown Center Nick Harris. I say that because it's been a long time since we were able to have players in here. Um, and the last native yeah. LAN that was in here was probably Mr. Dog. Snoop Dog was in here with he us. Was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh. he. Yeah, he. This was pre, you know, pre-pandemic, Nick. He was in here and we, we had a lot of him, big, big people in here. Addressed him yeah. as Mr. Dog and we had a great talk about things. We so you're time. in great LA LA company here, buddy, with the icon. I don't know how I'm going to back that up. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. You're going to be fine, buddy. And you came in here with uh you got a little little of your own shot. What what's the story here behind this bottle we got? Yeah, uh Jack Conklin apparently has the uh a good taste for hot sauces and he you know gifted me this bajan pepper sauce from barbados so we'll see how it uh gonna have to check that out yeah i'm gonna have to try that out i don't know now what are you where are you gonna put this on is there what's the first thing it goes on is it an eggs is oh, it has to be eggs, eggs. yeah that's eggs. A, I man like, yeah it's not for me and you love the hot sauce but anti -egg. I yeah anti-egg that's right so my mind would have gone to like on a, a fish yeah. Oh yeah, yeah this yeah, should have been like good that. with that. Yeah, yeah I could sure. see that even on a on a pork chop. To be honest, for with sure, you. for sure. Mind. Yeah, nice grouper maybe. Oh yeah, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> I think that might work. Nick, how you been, man? How's you, you been? Z. So, truth be told, for many weeks, Z is like I see Nick all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like let's get him on the show. <laughs> he's he's we here see him all the time. Bring him up. It's it's not a far walk. Um, so, so you've been here, you've been working, man. That's, yep. that's what the off season has been. Yep. The whole time, um, just been in Cleveland, you know, in the facility every day, just working with, uh, Evan Marcus and all those strength guys down there, just, you know, just trying to get right, <laughs> just trying yeah. to, you know, get ready for, uh, you know, the season and OTAs and all that stuff. But no, it's been good. I'm glad this is like my speed. Like I love this type, this time of the year, just lifting weights and, you know, just being a meathead, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like. You know, it's it's been good. It's been real good. But I, I did take a little trip for, you know, 10, 12 days and came back, got right back into the groove. So it's been good. It's been real good. That's awesome. Well, Thank yeah, I, not only have I seen him, I just see him in the weight room all the time throwing <laughs> around heavy weights. I'm in there trying to get myself, you know, you know, get myself in shape. You're in there going bonkers. What's kind of been the focus of what you're doing? Because we have a great strength team, and, you know, Evan Marks, he got my Romanian deadlift form right, <laughs> which is good, prevent me from getting hurt. But yeah. what are you guys doing in there? Because you guys are going, getting after it hard. Yeah, no, I mean, we're doing a little bit of everything, but I think I think my, my main focus was, um, you know, putting on good, good muscle mass um, and just making sure I'm just, you know, con continuing strength, you know, just trying to get as strong as possible we can. Um, and are you seeing the gains? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's 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 been good. It's my numbers have gone up a lot, <laughs> substantially. Actually, um, I even do stuff. I'm like, I didn't, even, I didn't even know I could do that now. But hey, I guess it's working. So, um, and then just keeping my weight up, trying to you know get my nutrition right, um, you know, timing my meals and eating what you know the necessary calories to replace you know all that work gets done in the morning. So, um, yeah, no, we've had a good we've had a good plan going. Um, and a lot of just core work, you know, that core stability work, especially at that position is, is key, you know, dealing with those big guys in there. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been good. It's been real good. And I, and I'm reaping the benefits. So we just got to keep it going really until, you know, until football stuff starts. But I, I remember when you, when we drafted you and, you know, Z has pretty good ear for what's going on in the building and, 
and we were on the air doing talking and z goes uh they really like nick Harris. they really like nick it's true. and and that's i'll never forget that and and so you know the way that you, that you're felt about in the building but you this is part of the deal too you have to bide your time and you've been you know you've had to come in you filled in admirably um and now it appears like your moment is here now a little bit um how tough was it not playing all the time for someone who plaid played all the time right and how excited are you for an opportunity that now could present I, honestly it was a a good learning you know process with not playing immediately especially playing behind somebody like JC who's who does it so consistently and the way he goes about the mental side of the game and it's and how he plays the game he plays the game at, at, at tremendous level i i think i think mm. he you know he was a good person to learn behind um so i didn't i didn't i had no negative feelings towards it. i honestly enjoyed it because i got to get the swing of the nfl's life nfl schedule um i got to learn my body how i respond to certain things um whether that's recovery wise whether that's you know in the weight room i learned a lot about you know just football in general especially with coach callahan and being behind jc you see how they how they talk in meetings and the you know the vernacular they use to explain certain things and that stuff that i wasn't you know made aware of um of just how they explain the game from that position so I learned a lot in that aspect, um, but no, I, I, I didn't take it as a negative at all. No, yeah. honestly, just having just being here, <laughs> you know, just having an opportunity to play in the league um, is you know a blessing in itself. You know, so I mean, it was it, you know obviously there's times you're like, damn, like I wish I was in there right now. But it's like you know you you, you this is part of the process, part of the journey. You just you know learn, and then at, when you get your opportunity now, you know it's time it's time to go. And I th I feel like this is the you know, a perfect a perfect time for me to you know you know let it let it loose now. So um, that's why I've been here the whole time trying to get get ready. <laughs> but no, I, it, it's been it's been great so far. It's been great, and we got a good room of guys that I can learn from. And you know, we got I mean, you know, Joel, Jack, all those dudes, Wyatt. You know, they they are there's all something from every one of them that I can learn from. Um, so I, I try and you know pull things from each of them and. You know, it's it's been a good experience so far for yeah. sure. Yeah, you got all pros all around you. When you're <laughs> yeah. right, your left, exactly. one at right tackle, exactly. two-time All-Pro. Exactly. So you're, you know, you go from being back-to-back -back, all Pac-12 center. I think one of the reasons I remember, and I might not have this exactly right, so I apologize, but I think you allowed like one pressure in two yeah. years. Yes, yeah, something okay. like that. <laughs> Maybe zero, zero, one or two somewhere, yeah. but <laughs> not like a lot, yeah, not a lot. Yeah. So you go from that, you get to learn, and JC's an Iron Man. JC didn't miss a snap in his right. entire career Crazy. here, except for <laughs> one game. Right, and it was Christmas <laughs> against Green Bay. Turns out to be a very big game. Right, and were, did you go into that and think, okay, this is my opportunity to show them everything I've learned in two years? You did not allow a pressure. We ran for I want to say nine yards in that game. Mm. We pulled you from center a couple of times <laughs> on some big yeah. runs. What did that game mean to you? And what was kind of the immediate feedback you got from that game? Yeah, I mean. I didn't learn that I was, you know, not. I mean, I was starting until Friday. Uh, well, I guess we played Saturday, so that was Thursday. Thursday, yeah, two days before. Um, but I mean, I, I I felt prepared. That's the big thing. There was no panic, you know, because I take a lot of reps in practice, and you know, I've been here for two years. You know, I wasn't. There was like, all right, well, I mean, it's time now. Like, you know, and you got I, all those training camp reps <laughs> exactly. your rookie year, and I think you got a lot second year as yep, well. Yep. Yeah, and it might even you know throughout the year and stuff. In so practice, you know, yeah. yeah, you get you get a lot of reps. So um, it was more like I was I was ready. Like I'm like, all right, let's let's do it. You know, um, but I mean, that's just a testament to 
you know, Coach Callahan and Coach Peters and stuff and how we, you know, how we prepare a practice and, you know, how we prepare an O-line room. So, um, I obviously, I was excited. I, I didn't tell anybody. I, I think the only person I told was my mom. <laughs> Just so she, like, was like, why did you tell me? But, uh... I didn't tell none of my friends nothing because I, you know, I, I just wanted to act like I've been there before. You know, I just wanted to, you know, portray myself as, you know, a professional and go out there and just do my job and then, you know, carry on whether, you know, carry on however the, you know, the game turned out. I just wanted to perform, and that's the, you know, that was the key. Um, did it give you a lot of confidence the way that you did perform? Oh, 100 percent. I would, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. But you know, it definitely, it, there was definitely a moment where in the game where I was like, okay, like. I like I, I, I'm supposed to be here, you know, and because <laughs> yeah. obviously you, you know when you're not playing for the sure. first two years, you're just you know I don't you know like this is I mean, these guys and you good. only play guard in <laughs> yeah, the NFL before exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So when I got in that center, I just felt comfortable. Like I was like, oh, this is, yeah, I like this. You know, what I'm saying I was excited, and um, obviously, unfortunately, we didn't win the game, but you know, I learned a lot just about how uh, you know how I processed the game speed at that position. I learned. Um, just how to be on even on the sideline you know having that those the, the, those conversations with bill after uh drives you know how you know how that the, how that goes and you know being able to talk about what i see out there because you know when you're not playing you hear the discussions but you know once you're playing you're sitting down on the side he's like, all right what do you like or you know how you know how's everything going and he looks that give you trouble you know it, was, it felt good to be in it it felt good yeah. to be you know a part of that you know so um it was a great experience, and I'm 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 glad I got the opportunity. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I it, it just made me more excited. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Has it your experience? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm listening to you, and you you think about JC, and you've mentioned Bill, uh, of course, and Joel and Wyatt. It's kind of a little bit like uh, a grad school master class in offensive line play. Hundred percent. What you've been exposed to the last couple of years. Hundred percent. And that and that's why I was saying I have no negatives about it because I all yeah. I all I gained was knowledge. I gained you know um, practice reps with those guys, learning hear them how they do things, how they talk, you know how they how they even off the field how they recover, you know what they do in their off time to keep their mind you know stimulated but yet rested from football and stuff. You know you learn all those things from the from the behind, you know behind the scenes. So exactly, I mean it is a master class. Yeah. <laughs> you know you got the you know you got the best of everybody out there. So you know I, I learned I learned a lot <laughs> for sure. You're behind JC, and JC's NFLPA president. He's, uh, I think, one of the most underrated centers in the league. In the fact 100%. that he deserves Pro Bowls and All Pro recognition, 100%. I think. So you learn behind him, and, and then you get this is not all, you know, an understanding of the business of it, right? Is right. that it's he's played tremendous football, but now you were drafted for this moment, and they, you showed him in Green Bay that you could handle this. Did he say anything to you uh, on his way up? Because I'm sure he's very proud of you. He understands how it all works, and he's proud that you're probably getting this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. he reached out to me and, you know, just told me, you know, enjoy it, and um, if I ever need anything, you know, let him know. And that means a lot, you know, because obviously anybody could take the, how this goes any way, they, you know, any way they want to. But, you know, just hearing him say that, and he showed me that, you know, he – he knew how he helped me and he we understood our relationship like even out on the practice field him just helping me with stuff like he understood you know he knows how this it works i mean he's a, a consummate pro you know so he understood and you know it felt good for him to just be like hey if you ever need anything you you reach out he's a you fine know? man and yeah. that and that means a lot you know what i'm saying so yeah i mean he's you know like you said he's i think he's a hundred percent is one of the more underrated players at that position without a doubt 
I think I, just the fact that he plays all the time. Like, he doesn't <laughs> miss time, and you never hear his name. So, like, that's a good thing, especially at that position. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it was it was definitely, you know, bittersweet, you know, because I yeah. did learn a lot from him, and he was, a you know, a good dude out there just teaching me things and showing me little tricks. And, you know, he's a funny dude, too. Like, his humor, you know, we just had a good time. So it's like it, it was bittersweet. But, you know, like you said, I mean, it is the business, unfortunately. So, yeah. You guys, I think you guys have a great room. Yeah. Anytime oh, yeah. we get you, I mean that that offensive line group, it's good personnel. How's the shuffleboard game for you? I mean, I know Ooh. that's something Joel is on it down there. You, yeah. You been getting that worked out? Ah, no, I haven't. But I used to play a little bit at uh, Washington. We had one upstairs. I used to play a little bit. I wasn't very good though, so I need, <laughs> I need to brush up. It's on a that. high standard. <laughs> you got to find a good partner. You I gotta, know. Yeah, that's you scout the partner. It's right. important part of the center. You got to be cerebral out there. Yeah. Scout the partner. <laughs> right. And right. then and then get it out there. So kind of. Take us through, you know, we're about to get into the OTAs and all of that. Kind of what's your mindset? What's your game plan here for the next couple of months before we actually get to take the field and get into the first where you actually get to have an OTA, uh, organized team activity out there? Right. No, I think I think the main thing is just, you know, getting everybody back in here, um, everybody around each other, just building relationships. But at the same time, you know, coming here to work, I think, is the most important part. Um, I think personally – um, continue what I'm doing in the weight room because obviously that's a you know a huge part of that um, you know this part of the program. So just continue growing in there, continue you know g getting my body right, um, and then once we get meetings and stuff started, you know locking in on the playbook and you know being able to get back out on the field with the coaches and stuff. So that should be good. But I think I think it's a good time for everybody just to jail, everybody just to get back into it. You know everybody gets in here, they're all excited and stuff. So anyway, <laughs> they can they can say whatever they want, but you know once you get here, see all the boys and everything. Like, you, like oh, you're proud to be here. Yeah, you're gonna be fired up. And now yeah. one of the most important relationships on the field is the center quarterback relationship, and and so that's gonna be an opportunity for you to talk to Deshaun, and we got Jacoby and Josh Dobbs coming in as well to kind of build those relationships. Right. That's something you're looking forward to, and and kind of getting that going. Right. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think. When and, you know, the center and the quarterback, like you said, that's a, it's a crucial relationship because you have to be able to see everything the same when it comes yeah. to like a protection ass point and be, when it comes to, you know, just how the game is going. I think um, it is it's very important. So, yeah, I mean, this time will be huge for that, you know, just being out there on the field and just even just snapping just to, just that alone um, can go a long way. So I think it, I think it'll be uh, definitely beneficial. For sure. A little bit of talent on this offense. Nah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. It's going to be all right. It's going to be, gonna be yeah. all right, buddy. Hey, how was uh, – you mentioned you went on a 10-12 day trip. Uh, where'd you go? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, me and my uh, me and my girlfriend went to Italy. Um, and we just – we went to Rome, went to Naples for a little bit, went to Pompeii. Um, you know, just, you know, Pompeii's pretty wild, isn't it? It's, it's insane. It blew my mind away. It was hard. It's hard to like digest. Cause you're sitting there like this place was here 2000 years ago. <laughs> like, it's like, Some of the people are still like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's still people. Like, there's still oh, I've never, you've never been. No, oh, they have some uh, of the oh, people are like preserved in yeah, the volcanic ash, like where they're mm -hmm. like, you can see them covering, bracing Come themselves on. and it's still a hundred percent. Yeah. Them. Wow. It's insane. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to register when you're there. Vesuvius, man. Yeah. It's right well, there. Yeah, I know the history, yeah. but I didn't realize that there were still, like... A lot of the... T not, yeah. So the town got, like, leveled, but you can walk around through, and there's still some, like, walls that are preserved, and a lot of it is preserved kind of in the volcanic yep. ash, so you can see how it, like, exactly as it hit it at that moment, and wow. then it dries and yep. you know, cools, and then that's that's how it is. So there are... Yeah, and they're, like... Yeah, there are people, like... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, it was it was it was dope though. I mean, the food was great. Oh yeah, yeah it was it was ridiculous. Was we there a so meal good. or a wine that stood out? A, a combination that stood out? Ooh. Did you go to Florence oh, at all? Man. No, we didn't. Oh, uh, you gotta get we back. Did. Gotta go to I Tuscany. Know. Man. I know, I know, to. I know. That's that's the plan. Next time we go is to go that way. We just ran out of time, but. I mean, I don't know. Meal wise, I mean, everything, all everything was good. <laughs> it's all, all <laughs> everything good. was good. Like all the pastas were amazing because it's all it's all different. Every time you go, you get a different style every time. So it's like, ah, this one was good. Ah, damn, no, nah, no, nah, this one's better. That's like, fantastic. Yeah, it was a good time though. It's a pretty good place. Can, can can we make Nick an official friend of the show? I like, think so. Be, I think it, I think I mean, it's this happened. guy's got too much charisma not <laughs> yeah. to be in here. I think it's on happened. the reg. I think, I think it's happened. That needs it. to happen. Appreciate it's, it. Appreciate your time, man. <laughs> yeah, Keep your no work. Doubt. It's good seeing you. Finally meeting you in person. We talked oh, to you yeah. before, but to meet you in person was great. Thanks oh, for your yeah. time, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right, that's Nick Harris, our fantastic center, joining us here on Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River. Enjoy over 300 whiskeys and craft cocktails paired with made-from-scratch menu items. Char will also be coming out with a new spring menu in a couple of weeks. New items for the brunch and main menu. Support local. Visit Char Whiskey Bar and Grill at Rocky River or charrockyriver.com for more. Um, for a little perspective on uh, the tragedy over the weekend with Dwayne Haskins, we head to Pittsburgh. Our great friend Brooke Pryor of ESPN joining us. And uh, Brooke, I, I covered Dwayne very closely at Ohio State and knew him all the way back to his recruitment and uh, his early years at Ohio State, and um, certainly familiar with that side of it. But I think one of the things that was really remarkable over the weekend was to see the outpouring from his Steelers uh, teammates. And I think sometimes that's the best reflection of who you are as a person. Uh, what did you see from Dwayne um, in Pittsburgh and, and through his own teammates? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The things that we saw on Twitter over the weekend are its just a snapshot of um, the brief times that I got to see him in Pittsburgh. You know, during COVID, we weren't allowed in the locker room. We didn't get to spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with the players. But in seeing his teammates' testimony over the weekend just about his smile and about his easygoing nature, I mean, the fact that he was down in Florida for a team bonding weekend at an event that was organized by another quarterback, to me, that speaks volumes that he was included in that. Um, he's someone that when he got to Pittsburgh, he wanted to be a good teammate. He talked about that frequently, and then he followed through with those actions. Um, just really friendly with a lot of guys, was always around the facility. I mean, he popped into Pitt's Pro Day a couple weeks ago just to check in and see how Kenny Pickett was doing because he trained with him a little bit. Um, but this is a guy that was always around the, the organization, the facility. He was on the Steelers cruise in March. Um, just really... Um, in Mike Tomlin's statement, he said that when Dwayne got to Pittsburgh, he became a part of the family really quickly, and that was clear just by everything that everyone said this weekend. Yeah, it was it was overwhelming, and and Bo made the point earlier that you know typically for a, a third string quarterback, you don't hear that much, and that the relationships might not really extend beyond you know the quarterback room or even the offense that, of the people that he works with on the scout team but to have kind of the relationships that feel felt like he had certainly with his time there in Pittsburgh and it's well documented what he meant to Ohio State that it's pretty it's powerful I mean it's such a sad tragedy but he had a, a powerful impact it feels like in the city of Pittsburgh and on that football team yeah absolutely I mean to me it, it also speaks volumes 
just how frequently he was involved in the community events. I mean, when you come in and you're in Dwayne Haskins' shoes, you know, you don't know if you're going to get your career fully restarted in Pittsburgh, if you're ever going to be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he could he could come here and he could have moped that he was number three, that he didn't even beat Mason Rudolph for the number two job. Instead, he was just a very visible Steeler. He was at um, a distribution for back-to-school goods for kids, backpacks and school supplies. And then he participated in the Project Bundle Up, taking school kids out shopping um, at Dick's Sporting Goods for coats and gloves and hats and everything. And then to me, one of the things that sticks out the most that I, I wrote about today was he went into two local schools just a month ago in the offseason, a time when a lot of guys aren't around, so they're not doing the community events. But Dwayne Haskins was in Pittsburgh. He went to two different schools and read books to both of the both of the schools, different classes. Um, and I heard from a principal of one that he went, he extended his visit, went into an eighth grade classroom where they were learning algebra, and he got up on the board and was diagramming out some problems and was helping them learn some of the concepts. I mean, this is a guy that was going above and beyond in the community because that's how invested he was here. He didn't take a backseat or, or kind of shy away from the spotlight. I think that he in a lot of ways probably appreciated the pressure of the organization being off of him so he could really focus on himself and doing what he valued and what was important to him, and that was being in the community and, and helping others and being a positive impact. Talking with our great friend Brooke Pryor from ESPN who covers the Steelers uh, on the tragic loss of Dwayne Haskins over the weekend, the former Ohio State great and current Steelers quarterback. Um, you know, Brooke, the it, it's interesting you, you talk about that. I remember his uh, – press conference in Pittsburgh where he talked openly about the understanding that he needed to change some of his habits in terms of uh, you know how he prepared and those type of things and and it felt like the perfect match really for him and and hearing you talk about what he was doing uh, on the field and especially off uh, kind of leads you to believe that 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 hit that he realized the opportunity that was here for him and at least was going to do everything in his power to put his best foot forward to be what you know, I think a lot of people thought he would be when he was drafted. Um, it seems like he checked those boxes in his brief time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in talking with him at training camp, I remember him saying that he finally felt like he was comfortable in his own skin. Um, he said, you know, from the person he was when he got to Pittsburgh to who he is now, he felt like he was growing into who he wanted to be. And that was really powerful to me that he felt like he was finally maybe at ease in Pittsburgh because in a lot of ways the, the fit in Washington wasn't right. He was, ne he was never able to truly be himself, trying to please too many people, too many people not happy with him, with drafting him, all of that. He got a fresh start in Pittsburgh where he could just focus on himself. And he talked about, you know, wanting to mature. He's like, it's, it's easy to be a kid. It's easy to go back into doing the things that kids do, but you have to work at being an adult and being someone that your teammates can respect. And he talked about going around the building and making sure he knew the coaches, the scouts, the weight room staff, just auxiliary people around the building and doing things like eating lunch with, with different teammates that he didn't know very well because he said, you know, to be a quarterback, you have to be a leader and your teammates have to buy into you. And I want to earn that respect. So it felt like he was doing all of those little things. And then on the field, I actually talked with quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan about it during the season, because it's hard to get a measuring stick for where he is because you're not seeing him on Sundays. But he said, you know, Dwayne is paying attention to all of the little details 
He's going through um, everything during practice. He said he's in my hip pocket. So mm. just all around the building, they felt like he was on the right track to being what he wanted to be, to being a good person, a good quarterback, a good teammate. And that's just what makes it so tragic and so heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and it's you try to put these things into perspective. But, again, I, I think when you hear that, it, it at least uh, – it warms you certainly that that he was doing all of the things right, and then when I when I see the stuff that his teammates said about him, I mean that really, especially the Pittsburgh stuff. I mean, yeah. we had Case Keenum, our backup here, uh, tweeted out a picture last year, uh, last couple of years, tweeted out a picture of Dwayne holding his newborn child and biggest mm-hmm. smile on his face, like uh, just a warm kid to the soul, and and lost way too soon. Brooke, we thank you so much for your time and perspective on the Pittsburgh side of things, and uh, our thoughts certainly with with all those over there that are feeling the loss of this. Absolutely, thanks, guys. All right, that's Brooke Pryor, ESPN. Um, it's it's unspeakable tragedy, it's and it's just so sudden. I um, from a from a football perspective, to give you an idea, and obviously a lot of Buckeye fans that are Browns fans, and that, that crosses over quite a bit. Um, in the 2017 Michigan game, Ohio State was nine of 15 for 126 yards passing and one touchdown as a team, and Dwayne was six of seven in relief in that game for 97 yards. In the 2017 or 2018 Michigan game that Dwayne played in, um, Dwayne was 20 of 31 for 396 and six touchdowns. That's one year. That's the difference from from previous line of thinking, offensive talent, skill, all of it. One year later, 391, 125 as a team, and he was responsible for 97 of it in a little more than a quarter of play. Came in in relief of JT Barrett in that game. Yeah, made two bo- throws down the sideline that were in in the size of a credit card. Um, and, and the next year, that's what it did. Um, and he lifted that, man. I mean, he lifted that whole thing. I think um, I think maybe, you know, we're so quick to move off of things now and the next and the next and the next. And his time at Ohio State was so short. Um, but I think you can make a real argument that, it, that that one season changed the course of Ohio State football for the better and, um, and changed their identity entirely and allowed for what has come, which is now they're as prolific as any offense in the country. Um, their quarterback, the quarterbacks they're recruiting now, they had, it had been since Arch Schleister that Ohio State had had a first-round quarterback. Let's play a guess the stats with you guys. Before Dwayne Haskins, who was the last Big Ten quarterback to be a first-round pick? Big Ten quarterback to be a first-round pick. Haskins was a first-round pick in 2000. It was 2019 after the 2018 season. Who was the previous Big Ten quarterback? Previous Ohio State was Art Schleister. He was picked, at, I think, fifth, fourth, fifth by the Colts in like 81, 82. So that was the previous Ohio State quarterback. But who was the previous Big Ten quarterback to be a first-round pick? Greasy? Gerbach? Gerbach, I feel like, wasn't a first-round pick, though. No. No. And Greasy wasn't either? No. I have no idea. Drew Henson? Breeze? Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins, Penn State. 1995. Fifth overall, right? 1995 to Carolina. Yeah. Breeze was like the first pick of the second round. He was, yeah, I knew he was the second round. But he was, it was Kerry Collins. And so not I should only, have said Jeff George. You should have. <laughs> that would have been the most logical. He went number one overall. Yeah. But there was, um, you would have thought that there would have been somebody in between, but there wasn't. So not only does he change, you can make a very strong argument from a football perspective that if, if he's not at Ohio State when that in 2018, that Ryan Day might not be the coach at Ohio State. They absolutely don't get Justin Fields. 
because the only reason Fields is there is because Haskins threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. It's the only way he was there. Um, and they don't have C.J. Stroud. Quinn Ewers doesn't come there, albeit short, but they still got him. Like so, All of that is because of Haskins. They had never recruited quarterbacks like that before. They were always recruiting dual-threat quarterbacks. And if Haskins wasn't great, Urban very easily would have went the other way and gone dual threat and just stayed in that world, which is the world he was most comfortable. And now they're this allowed three... for the transition to a pro style quarterback. They're gonna have three straight first round picks. Now they'll have three straight first round picks at quarterback. Probably for probably and it'll probably go on yeah, for a while. Right. Now and it, it and I think it tra- I think it also I think it is the same could be is is true of what has happened at receiver. They are recruiting now they had he had good receivers. He had Paris Campbell, he had Terry McLaurin on those teams. Um, but those guys were not number one recruit in the country, guys. No. They've been really good pros. Terry McLaurin's been a great pro. But he was a fourth round. But he was pick. a fourth round pick. He was not. He was not Garrett Wilson. He was right. not the type of player Emeka Buka. He's not those type of kids that they have on the roster now. Number one receivers in the country. Those kids were not coming to Ohio State. And if Haskins doesn't have that year, I don't know if they ever do, because he is the catalyst for what's come. It's a remarkable no doubt. legacy in a year. It truly is a remarkable legacy in a year. And it's been it's just crushing. It's crushing. And you feel for for a lot of people that were that were far closer to him, but his his impact is is one that'll be there for a long time. I know uh, Ryan Day spoke this morning down in Columbus and he was saying that they would do a that they're gonna honor him at the spring game and they're trying to figure out what to do going forward. But um, tough, tough day to say the least. Um, if you're buying or selling a home with Howard Hannes Real Estate Services, they're going to have a winning strategy for you. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today for more. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams and they can transform it into a custom bath. It'll feel like a spa for you guys. Trust me, the Bath Authority can make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert, factory-trained installers. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub-to-shower conversions. Superior products with expert installers. I encourage you to give them a call today at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Um, so we, we did the we did the golf and, um, and and such. Anything else jump out for you this weekend? Do you have any other attention getters, as Buford T. Justice would say? Yeah, so uh, an interesting experience and one that I was – we had front row seats to. So on uh, Saturday, uh, my daughter had a bar mitzvah – a bat mitzvah, I'm sorry, to go to. So she was out. So it was, it was like Bryce was the, the – the only child, so we the go golden out. child. Yeah, that's right. So we went out to a very nice, uh, nice restaurant on the east side. We gave him his choice. He picked it. Now, let's also remember, he only is ordering noodles with noodles, olive oil. So it, he does t- tend to lean into an Italian place that t- yep. he wants them to, to be on top. Someone of Someone who knows his game. noodles. Sure, He's probably so. a noodle connoisseur at this point. I mean, he'd have to be the world's foremost. Nobody has had. I would venture to say. 
more sampled the your pasta with olive oil at more places than than the boots. So he should be. He is a connoisseur, yeah. and he does. He has rankings. Like I, I oh, he has rankings. Rank him. No, yeah, he's got rankings. I was just gonna say, should he be one bite? Everybody knows the rules for that. I mean, it's, I it is a should. pretty I good would measure. Be yeah. I'm going to – I'll pitch him on that. I'll yeah, I'd like, I would like to see those. Even if they're just private for us, I would like to see his review of them. Yeah, write that down. Yeah. Because I would be very interested in his review. Important. It's very important. It's critical. Dish, it, it's underrated. I would really be interested in him yeah, giving a breakdown of Yes, of noodle reviews. Is, yeah, sure. I like a noodle review. Yeah. I like that. So we go out, and we're at a, a high-top restaurant, a high-top uh, in the bar area, and yep. we're sitting. There are three of us, so one side is open. Now, it just so happens that that side that is open is looking at uh, another table and a few more tables along the wall. Well, All right, I see your diagram. You're at, diagramming it. At okay. the table that we're looking at. Where are you seated, and where is everybody seated? You have X's around the table. Yeah, so, so just. So what? we are seated, X's around the table. So I would be. Here, at the head, Kayla's there, as it were. Bryce yeah. there, looking with straight view of this table that's against the wall here. Okay. So, Boods wanted to know if I did the story. He's actually he doesn't have the day. He has the day off today, so he was wanted to <laughs> so dial he's in. in. Yeah, he's yeah like, so now he can hear about the noodle yeah, reviews yeah, that we want. Yeah, all we want it all. So, so Z is facing the table. Yeah. So you are flanked by Miss K. To my left, Bryce to the right. Yeah. So above this table, there was a TV, and it was playing a UFC. Uh, prelim pay-per-view. There's pay-per-view mm -hmm. on Saturday night. So I was playing the kind of the prelim matches. And, and Bryce was pretty enthralled by it. It mm -hmm. was – he's like, man, this is some pretty – first of all, pretty dangerous. Like, it's a pretty – Sure pretty, is, buddy. Because this is, you know, not the WWE. No, it's not. Well, they do very dangerous things in the WWE, and the physicality is very much real. This is a different level of attack. So he, we're kind of looking this direction anyway. And at the table that I've diagrammed here, there are three couples, two gentlemen at the head, one couple on this side, and then the ladies here and here, as okay. it were, next to the guys who are at the head. So – it's, it seems like they're having a great a great time. These are couples probably my age, a little younger, maybe, but in that in that yeah. mix, I'd put them mid thirties, mid forties, okay. somewhere in that in that window. They're having the, a great time, a blast. At one point, you know, the wife from this side's coming over between the other two girls. They're taking you know a bunch of pictures together. Everybody's having a great time, time of their lives. Yeah, it feels it feels like a great time. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's not a great time. And you've got the husband and wife that are on this side going in on one girl. And, and she's going back. And we're talking about, like, to the point now where this is like a public scene. We're storming out. We're coming back. We're calling people names and children. And you're bringing up stuff from 10 years. Neither husband at the end wants any part of what's going on at of course all. They're they on their phones. No husband whatever. wants a part of this. Oh, God. Girl number two, who's not involved in the direct kind of fracas, but is getting, like, shrapnel you know you're you like everybody you have no standards that's why you're only like intense is girl number two coming at couple no she's or kind of like it begins with her like jaw on the floor like what is happening right okay now? like so how is this how has this begun is this husband and wife on this side yeah, going so, here yep so the man's involved too yeah oh yeah big oh i got Big. No, that, that's I got no time for that. Big. So what does he got to be involved for? What's he doing? I don't. So he's coming at her. Her husband, who's the one that's being come at, is he's just like trying to stay out of everything. But and I said to Kayla, I said I don't know what I, what I would do. Like at some point, I'd be like, Come on, dude. What are you involved in this for? Yeah, just don't, don't talk to, to let, them, like, let them. Let them. Let them sort, them it, sort out. it out. The same. What do you have to do with right. this? Yeah. But he's hot. This other dude is hot. Like he's stormed he's off. Coming, yeah. He is 
come back for some more insults, then he's out again, and she's to her, she's going back out. So, like, I don't know. I couldn't say. And one of the things, you know, which we'll get to in a second, is we don't have – we don't know what truly happened. But at this point, the other girl that's over here that's kind of getting – Shefford's being, like, too nice – like, you're her only friend because you're too nice. You have no standards. And she's just like, her jaw's like, why is this happening? She keeps being like, why is that happening? Husband's on the phone. Like, this is not happening. I'm, but and it's now it's becoming like a thing. Like, it's it. And, is... and I'm locked in. Me and Bryce, like, Kayla's trying to be discreet. Like, we are, like, you're locked in. in. Like, full on. Sure. Bryce said at one point he made eye contact with one of them. And he's like, I was like, did you turn away? He's like, absolutely not. I was Lean just, in. I'm right. We're, we were in. We're providing some commentary. Gets to the point now where jaw on the floor is now crying. Like, she's hysterical. These girls are going at it. He's walked off. He's come back. He said something else. Then he goes and he, he pays the check, and then he comes back for, like, his parting shot, grabs her. They're out. And they, like, walk out through the Husband the and wife instigators are out. I don't know if they're the instigators. I can't oh, say they for sure. They could have it taken the been first a, shrapnel. Yes, it could have okay. been. I, I don't know. they were know. a per- key participant. Yes. Two of yes. the three key participants. Yes. So then they're, they're out. And, like, it is, like. Their fingers pointing. Oh there's like God. it's a full on scene. Like the waitress comes over to try to like clear the food uh-huh. away, and there's tears into the food, and so it's a cra- so crazy. So now they walk and they walk out like through the the kitchen, like to get out, and they're out. So then it's all now everybody's in. And it's what just happened. Like oh my God, what they're going to the bathroom now. We see both of these girls are crying. So two, both of them are uh, crying. Husbands aren't happy. Nobody's happy. I had the great idea. We didn't do this. But this was my idea because uh, Kayla had had a martini that was empty. We had a couple glasses of wine. And so I said to Bryce, I said, this would be so awesome if you just walked over to the girl that was crying, hand her the glass of wine. Looks like you could use this while holding the martini glass in your other hand and just sat down and said, so shoot me straight here, ladies. Like, what happened? And, like, Bryce was into it. Like, I think he was up for it, but we realized we, we couldn't was probably a, go that far. No. But you could a single you could have done that. A single you, but without Miss K and B, you could have done that. But a – no, you can't send the child into that hornet's <laughs> no, nest. Not, I mean, that obviously, been, that would have been so. But crazy. it was just like it was the most stupefying thing that I'd ever seen, and then it, it kind of like flustered the staff. Everybody was just it was a whole flustering because it was like a very, it was like everybody in the restaurant knew that there was a grievance was happening, which was stunning. It was a stunning thing to see. D- were you there when they all left, or did they stay? So the four that stayed behind, they stayed, and they were, like, wanting to get out bad, but they were needing an Uber, and it was, like, I think taking a long time. So they were, like, not having it. I felt very badly. I really want to just – I like, I'd love a 30 for 30 on it because I don't really know – Someone listening what, was there and knows. What started it. I don't know what started it, and I just know that I felt like the, the jaw on the floor first crier felt completely innocent. I felt very badly for her. I feel badly for the two dudes, too. Oh, they were wanted no part of it. Yeah, no part of it. And it just felt like that's it. Like, that's it. That's the end of the – it's got to be the end of the friendship. It felt – felt Okay, I have a couple quotes. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, what was the alcohol intoxication level of the parties as you, a man in your 40s, have a good feel for where that is? I definitely feel like there was something, but, like, these were very – It wasn't driven – these were, but it could have been fueled, fueled, but not driven. No, these and there were there were these were very pointed, coherent comments. Like it wasn't a sloppy like oh, you're just, I just, oh, I no. just don't like it. Was so we're it early was, on. We are, We've had a couple. I feel like they've had, we're drinking all night. There's no yeah. doubt. But I, it was you know sometimes when you get that kind of adrenaline going, yeah, like, it sobers you up pretty quick. Like yeah, it was and there was it was 
I mean, we I felt like we went to a dinner that would have been on like the Real Housewives. Yeah. But we just got to like sit there for, for free, free and just watch it. What was Miss K's enjoyment? She, she's just sad. Just she's sad it. for the like, friends that are like fighting and why are they fighting and it makes yeah. me sad. Why can't she's we such all just an angel? Yeah, she was just and Booth, Bryce and I are just loving it. And I was sad that there was conflict, but like if there the conflict was going to happen in a vacuum, I'm happy that I was there. I think it's stunning that the two men at the head of the table who remain on the phones didn't de-escalate. Was there ever an attempt to de-escalate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one like, dude, come on. Like there was one. Come, did he like, say, "Come on" to the other dude? Yes, or was, yes. he did. It's kind he of like, to both of them. Like, like come okay, on. Okay, enough. Like, enough. Like, what are we doing? But that was it. Was it was gone? And that's the thing. And I was saying to to Bryce, like, like you know. Because he said, well, what if he said, you know, stop talking like that to my wife or else? Yeah. Like, I'm like, then what's or else? Like, right, are we like prepared for the or else? But are we really fighting? Like, we're no, no, grownups. Like, are we fighting? Like, what's that? Well, right. Do? But you know that once you say that, you have to be prepared for the or else. Of course. You can't say it unless you're going right, to do it. Right. You're in at that point. I would say what my read on this is that none of these people have children. I don't know. I don't know about that. It felt like a, it feels I, like that. No. It feels like running that hot with that many people. I don't know that it, I don't have the energy for that anymore. Well, I never would have. But it could have been, like, though. It could have been. So just a, on the opposite side, it could have been, yeah, I am out. This is my night away from the kids. We're going to let loose. And then things just got off the rails. I just don't I think know they that, have children. Are, you, my are you that passionate about anything once that isn't your children once you have the children? It felt like there was some deep-seated issues because one of the clearly was like you, you're bringing up some from 10 years ago. Oh, so like, I think there was, I think yeah, there was some long. real – so Some probably history. someone has reconciled. My hunch is someone is reconciled. The nice one, someone, may, the nice one may have, as we'll call her in this one, the the, the innocent, the innocent. Yeah, they've there's been a reconciliation. Yeah, and hey, we used to be. Let's get this. Let's get the band back together. Maybe. No, I don't know. It was a pretty like. It, it felt like there was a real severing of the cord. It's hard. I mean, it's a that's a pretty like. It's very to feel public. that strongly and then to feel that strongly in public are are two separate there things. Are, there are a few things in life that I despise more than public than, than public outburst. Public scenes, yeah. I, I, it makes my skin crawl. Like I cannot – like if I've never – there's not on one hand can I count the amount of times that I've been in, involved with anything like Where that. Where you were involved? I've never oh. been involved, ever. No, nothing but, like that. But, but I've, and, I've seen but some even, public outbursts Even like if, if I could see it start like. – like no. if, if I was in a circle and it was starting to happen, I'm out. Like I'm out. It's, I'm done. I'm not. Yeah. You're on your own, kid. It's not for me. And we won't be having it was dinner just, anytime it soon. Was, I think it was stupid. I think there was a lot of stupid people were stunned. Like I think that they were. Right. Someone I, was there. I, I, and I'm getting in the middle and I'm going enough. We are that's in a it. public place. Yeah, settle this outside. outside. You want to sell this? Do whatever. That's, that's airing it. of the grievances. But not anymore. But not here. This is not going to happen here. This yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah. See, you have you have the gravity that the yeah. people would listen. Yeah. Like if you stood up and were like, whoa. That's it. I feel like they'd be like, okay, yeah, Gibby's right. Like, it takes a lot to get me angry. Yeah, that's but, it. It. but it's a hard situation though, because I understand because yeah. it it did feel like it's just an observer that if like one of the two non-agitated guys were just gave an or else, I felt like that dude was ready for or else, like he almost wanted or. Like, yeah, but my hunch is neither of those other two guys are the size of Gibby. Well, no, yeah. They were so not. then, then it's done. Yeah. So the aggressor was probably also the most. Was he the most formidable? That's felt even. They're all even. Felt even. Yeah. He certainly was the most amped. I just think it's wild for a dude to be in the mix on that. Like with when it's it's one thing if it would have been three 
if it were three other dudes and he was in the mix. But like the one dude going at one woman seems so strange. Well, to it was with his, his wife. Well, and him and his significant other going at one woman seems like why do you have to be involved? The, I think I think he was trying to maybe he was trying to defend his. I, I don't know. I yeah, don't stay know. out. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. You got to stay in your lane. Guys, don't there, buddy. listen. I mean, look at the Oscars. Yeah, I guess. He wasn't involved at first. He was so like, these guys should be banned for 10 years from the restaurant, all of them. <laughs> no, no, it didn't escalate that much. They, yeah, no but just like Will Smith, gone for 10 years from the Academy. Which was a pretty strong. So, Get them out 10 the years fact that out a lot of, the of people, The people that really thought it was fake, I mean, I mean, it's clearly, I hope it, we're all in agreement that it, it is not. I mean, his I apology I the next day was. I think it took about two seconds of. Once, once you saw the feed, like from Australia, yeah, there are people the next morning that were still convinced it was a work. Then they're dumb. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I was. I was pretty lying. pretty clear that it that it was not yeah. uh, a work in any way. Uh, we did have some news on Friday before this. And by the way, I'm certain that somebody out there listening was either there. Was I keep either, I keep refreshing to see if someone was either, somebody knows what happened. That is too specific of a circumstance. Somebody knows what happened, and I I would love to get to the bottom of it. Well, I would too, and I hope that there's right. Look. As we talked about earlier, like we gotta just love our peeps, man. Get along, man. Love. Life's Hugs too short love. for nonsense. Hugs and love. Um, we will go over some of the big moves we made on Friday, including a new quarterback in the room. Uh, we'll get into that coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Gambling without setting limits on how much you're going to wager or how long you'll play is like a football team going into a game without a game plan. It's probably going to end up in a loss, so always set limits before you bet. Get more tips like this at keepitfunohio.com. It appears that it's possible that we have someone who knows. BC tweeting us, I know the whole story. My buddy got up from the table, called me during the fight. I mean, DMs are open. Let's. I Let's mean, I, I want to hear what this is. Yeah. Like, Boots is waiting. He's waiting on it. It's information yeah. that a 12-year-old craves. Yeah, I, I, I want to know. I, I'd love to know, BC. Let us know yeah. uh, what, what we have, and, and we, we need to get to the bottom of this. And then we'll, we won't share on air. No, we'll, of course we'll not. Protect the, uh, protect the innocent, uh, if there are any. Uh, <laughs> not so sure about that whole innocent thing. Right. Yeah. I just want hugs and love, man. Hugs and love. That's it. That's it. Uh, we had a busy Friday. Um, this was normally not a 3.05, though. This was more into the 4 or 5 o'clock hour. 4 or 5 o'clock. Yeah. Um, Joshua Dobbs coming in at yeah. the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is a dude uh, who was a really good player at Tennessee. He's been in yeah. Pittsburgh for a while. Uh, brilliant guy, aerospace yes. engineering major at Tennessee. Uh, was at NASA for a uh, na- not NASA. That's in the Bahamas. It NASA. Is. You were in NASA. I was in NASA. Sometimes wish I still were, especially when it's forty eight <laughs> yeah, and rainy, right. dealing with grapple on the lacrosse field. Um, and worked at uh, NASA Space Launch. I can't. Well, let's. I can't wait to have him on. That'd be oh, great. No, it's gonna be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So it, that was very good uh, to see that. So that's there. You now have four quarterbacks under. Well, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, four mm-hmm. quarterbacks under contract, and then uh, Schefter with this one, uh, the Browns bringing back Ronnie Harrison on a. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. We floated it out as a possibility. Just you know, maybe it was possible that such a thing might occur, and sure enough, sure enough. It did occur. It sure did. And now he's back, and so now your safety room is exactly what it was a year ago in that you've got 
uh, Grant and John Johnson the third, Ronnie back on a one-year deal, and I think uh, going to be a very motivated Ronnie Harrison, which will be good. And then um, you're going to have Rich LeCount, your draft pick out of Georgia a year ago. So that's good. That gives there's your dime package that you know I know that uh, Joe Woods and Jeff Howard, the star of this week's Building the Browns, they they love that dime package, and so getting Ronnie back certainly gives them that flexibility. And I think that you know Ronnie's got a chance to recapture what he had in 2020. Uh, when I think he was a very good player for the Cleveland Browns, and, and hopefully he can get back there. And this is a good fit and an opportunity for him in a defense that suits his skills very well to have a big one year for the Browns here in uh, 2022. I mean, I, I just love that idea. I love. I, th- I think he's got a ton of potential. I There's love no him doubt. coming back. I love the consistency. I love not having to start from scratch at the position. I, I think it's. I think that was absolutely wonderful to see uh, that news over the weekend. And then Mike Garofalo will host Arizona State quarterback Chase Lucas for a visit this week which is the chase lucas is the cornerback from arizona state who was in uh the shrine bowl on jeff howard's team on his defense who if at the end of this week's building the browns when they take that picture and uh, jeff howard want to take a picture with all the guys on the d and um chase lucas is the one who goes future browns oh really so got a big kick out of that oh, so maybe, cool. maybe, he, maybe will he will be will be maybe he will be maybe um we are inching closer to that uh, to the to the draft it's it's 17 days closer. brother yeah it's interesting without without the first the momentum that you don't not that i'm complaining but the the momentum that, that you felt you know picking at 13 you'd be if if the trade hadn't happened we would be knee deep in uh, which yeah. receiver yeah. where is it going to land those type of things and now it's pretty wide open it's, well, it's our first round pick for the next three years is deshaun watson yes that's correct <laughs> yeah not it is. bad not bad you take it and the um you know, and then in the second round, the second round is so much of just we're in a position with the roster as deep as it is. Now we still certainly still have positions of need, but there is a lot of talent still out there in free agency, as we educated you on last week with the Graybeards. Uh, but this uh, is a Venetian. It's a this. Venetian loafer. It is. Yeah, there's no there's doubt. no lace. It's no Venetian lace. loafer. Yeah. Italian leather. No yeah, doubt. It's a Ven- look at that. He's got a nice cuff. Gosh, I still can't get over that dog he had in here. The I mean. Day. Goodness gracious. There's a guy walking around here with a monk strap with no socks, which I thought was a bold look. Wow. With the, you know, yeah, on a with rainy, a yeah, on a rainy, a rainy day, Monday. Sure, that sure. Was, I thought that was pretty strong to see. You going to figure out what that loafer is? Yeah. Yeah. Has he already texted us? I don't know. I did get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. Oh, that's right. Exactly. You do it. You do the company ended in I. Exactly. That's all you do. You didn't know anything else. It ended with an I or an A. <laughs> exactly. That's the only way it was going to go on that front. It's a gorgeous Venetian loafer. It he is. likes a white sole, too. He's he a big does. white sole guy. I do, too. I do, too. The only thing with the white sole is, and a man of his means, it's not an issue, but the only problem with the white sole is it's an easy side scuff in these you, parts. You can, but if it's a, a proper white sole, you can still do some real nice work on that post. Yeah, and get that scuff right out. You can use it. You buff it. The tide stuff that'll happen yeah. on sometimes with on the a, on you, the rubber that'll work. Buff it with a fine chamois. Yeah, you could do that, but it's that's the only thing around here. You run into that, like yeah, sure, on a sure, day like sure. today. Sure. Easy scuffing. Easy scuffing. Got to be very close. careful. Got to be real. Yeah. It's an incredible footwear lineup the man has. It really is. Um, all right, do we do we want to do? Do you want to do the four round mock, or do you want to go around the league coming up next, Gibby? How do you feel? How you pick you your adventure. Do what do you want to do? Yeah, I, I love those books growing up. A little choose your own adventure. Sure, I love choose your own adventure. Great yeah. books. I really figured out how to master the football game. 
You remember the guy? Uh, you remember the Bear Grylls? Yeah, Bear Grylls, sure. Remember Bear Grylls? Yeah, like the guy that threw nature. him into the nature yeah. and he would try and survive, and it was. Oh, remember that guy? Yes. He was the Australian guy. I yep. sure do. Or no, not Australian. He's English. Um, but he he has a series on Netflix where you can choose his own adventure. So it's it goes to a point, and you can either build a fire or like go hunt, and then you send him on the path. And obviously, he plays out both. But like the decisions are made based on you. Your kids would love it. That sounds fun. It's great. Yeah, it's great. The only thing is, I mean, I can't I imagine like the production of it. Yeah. The production can't be easy. Like, hey, we have to, have to film every scenario. play out every scenario. That's right. <laughs> Take a long time. Seeing the wonders like five or six episodes. I loved him until he did one in Montana. And um, at that point, there was already rumors that he was like, he'd go on these things and like he would go stay at the Ritz and then he would like paratroop in and then do the thing and then go back to the hotel, which I don't blame him. Like, what do you want? He's the franchise. But he did one in Montana, and the geography made no stinking sense. Like it was, it was very clearly over like a three hundred mile space that Swap he was acting like land. it was all the same place. It didn't make Can't any fool sense. You. No, not gonna not gonna fool me in any way, shape, or form. Um, all right, we will go around the league. We got a four four uh, round mock to take a look at. We will get into that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If you're thinking about upgrading your enterprise operating system, but you can't afford the downtime and disruption that goes with a major overhaul, uh, I have an answer for you. My friends at EOX Vantage, they're data scientists. They're also business operations experts, guys. Your EOX Vantage team does not take a rip and replace approach to improving your operating mm -hmm. system. Not at all. In fact, instead, they help you to build onto what you already have so you make the best use of your investment, both old and new. So if you're fearing your employees will stress out over your new systems, EOX Vantage is going to ensure that people can easily adapt their new workflows at a comfortable workplace. You can start out by making easily manageable changes and add on more when the time is right. You can read how other business owners have overhauled their systems without overwhelming their people at EOXVantage.com. It's from Chad Reuter. He's got a four-round mock. Um, this gets in the woods with me, and we're talking about about how far we get into this thing. So he's got us going, let's just do the position because I think it would be pretty crazy unless you've done the scouting analysis on Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver out of Boise State. I can't say that I have, but, but I do have a thought here. Please, I want all of your thoughts. We could have several of your thoughts if you'd like. We'll go We'll go through this and, and change it around here. All right, so he's got us going D-tackle at 44, Travis Jones out of Connecticut. He's okay. got us – go ahead. I – Okay. Based on what's available on the board here, all right, I would be taking Christian Watson, who is, goes pick fifty-one, North Dakota State, North Dakota State wide receiver, big, vertical, stud. So I I change our round two pick, and that, I go Christian Watson. I feel like that guy is all over the place. I've seen him. In he's going in the rounds. first round. I've seen him toward the end of the second. I I find it hard to believe he will be there at forty. So do I. But I'm dealing. According with, to this. But if he is, 
I think he's going to be a run on receivers. Yeah. I hate the pick that he has for the – he's got the Steelers getting David Ajabo, who I think could be just – I don't want that. I don't like that at all. No. Him opposite uh, T.J. Watt for a long time. All right, so that's that's second round. Third round. He's got us going Edge, Kingsley, and Enagbare? Enagbare? Enagbare. Kingsley, Kingsley Enagbare. Yeah. yeah, from South Carolina. He Love is, that name. He absolutely is somebody that would be on the radar, would be in the mix at this point. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, I like that pick. He's somebody that Dane's got kind of in this second, third round area. Uh, so that pick makes a lot of sense to me. So that one, I would let I would let that one ride. I like that pick. Do you think I made a mistake not nicknaming Bootsy Kingsley? Uh, yes. No, I, I think I, I think you I think you did just fine. I mean, Bootsy fits him so there, great. There's, Bootsy's you don't want to give him too much power. Kingsley's too lot. much. I feel like for the for for Beamsy, it might Kingsley might have helped to ele- like elevate him up a little yeah. bit. He is. Uh, well, I'll tell you, we'll save that for off air because we got a lot of stuff. All right, uh, Verone McKinley, safety out of Oregon in the third round at number so 99. So maybe, um, I think with Ronnie back, I don't know that you're using a third-round pick on a guy that would be likely your fourth safety and would be competing with Richard LeCount for that role. So here, I this is where I could see like a defensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns. I could see a defensive tackle going with that compensatory selection down there. I could also <laughs> see that being a tight end. Because I do think you're going to want one more tight end in that room. Yep. So I could see a tight end there. Again, you can never have enough corners. I could see that being another receiver. So guys that would still be on the board at that point that fit kind of what we're talking about. Justin Ross, the receiver from Clemson, uh, was is on his I board I like the look point. of him. Now, if you remember, he was a kid who sat out two years ago. He had a uh, – it was a was it a neck issue? I want to say it was a neck. He was a superstar as a freshman. They won the national title. He was a super-duper star as a freshman. Okay. Um, and then sat out, and then last year was his third year, and he played about, I want to say, about half the year. It yeah. was, like was a, a life-threatening Yes, it, it was. That's correct. Issue. And they were w- concerned about it. They got through it. Uh, but he didn't play the full season last year, but he was a five-star, super-duper prospect. Pretty sure he came in with Trevor Lawrence. So I could see – so Justin Ross would be somebody that makes sense as another receiver to kind yep. of overhaul this receiving core there. Um the kid from Cincinnati, Alec Pierce, is a name that I've seen kind of in this range, and I'm, you're probably more familiar with his game than I am, but I know he's 6'3", good size. So I could see two receivers and edge, and then I think you'd get a defensive tackle. But I think you're, you're going to get a defensive tackle in here somewhere. Um, I don't know if there's somebody in the second round that they think is that valuable as a pass rusher. I don't think that we have an issue with teams that say, you know what? We think the strength or the weakness of your defense is the interior defense, so we're going to run a lot of the ball, run the ball up the middle quite a bit. Yeah, I think we'd be like, great, Fine. go right ahead, do it. Yeah, we wish you the best of luck. You're not going to score enough doing that against us. No, not at all. Uh, in terms of his other first round picks, um, you're right, Gibbe. Uh, I believe we did have this. Lots of quarterbacks in here. He's got five in in this mock. He's got the Lions taking Malik Willis number two overall. Uh, this is a shocking. Mock it is Chad Reuter. It's pretty mock. wild. Um, he's got Seattle trading with the Jets, moving up from nine to four to select Matt Corral. I just don't see any scenario where they would do that at five. Uh, the Saints trading up with the Giants select Kenny. So he's got three quarterbacks in the first five picks. Yeah, he's the first one. Wow. Um, 
Leaves no Carolina pick at number six. He's got the Steelers trading with Minnesota to take Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati, whose stock has been rising. Uh, and then he has Sam Howell going 26 to the Titans. I think Howell in the right spot. I think we had Renner on, and he liked him too. And I, I think yeah. Renner, Howell was a guy that a year ago, when they had all the running back talent and the receiver talent in North Carolina, was the guy that everybody thought would be in the mix for number one overall. He's got good arm talent. Um, the body probably isn't great, but his arm talent is is good, man. He makes good. a lot of good throws. So I, I think somebody could get. I would like if you're. I wouldn't like it for Tennessee because I think you know I don't need more talent in the AFC. But not that he's a game changer or anything. But that's a would be a perfect spot for him, you know, behind Tannehill for a couple of years and and kind of waiting his turn. I, I think that would be a good fit for him if he went there. Yeah. At receiver, he's got Garrett Wilson going 11 to Washington. At 14, mm. he's got Kansas City trading up to pick Jamison Williams from Alabama. The only thing about that is I guess you just have to make sure they like they need a receiver now. Like well, they couldn't really they would need one to pretty quickly. Kansas City. Like they can't They need one in the first round. So does yeah, Green Bay. But the, I mean like if Wilson is Wilson going to be ready by September? I mean, he's running around now, when so maybe Oh, Jamison Williams. Jamison yes. Williams, I'm yes. sorry. Jamison yeah. Williams, yeah. Did he get hurt in the championship game? Yeah. They probably No, the semifinal. They probably right? feel like they yeah, could it was get the semifinal. So halfway September? through it. Yeah, I mean Odell fine. came back quick for us. I mean yeah. pretty quickly. So and he's younger, so maybe. Um but I mean he Jamison Williams would be exactly what they So did. there are you know what's and tell me what you think of this. The name that I've started to hear a ton with Jamison Williams, which makes me think that maybe he might be certainly somebody you'd love to add to your stable and would be a fit for us, but I just don't see how it's feasible for us, is Desha- like peak Deshaun Jackson. I don't think he's that fast. Okay. Because, I mean, I unless I'm misremembering Deshaun Jackson, like to me, peak Deshaun Jackson was the fastest player in football. Like he quite was almost good. almost similar to like like Tyreek Hill. Not quite that, but close. Like Oh, he was the that mo- type of blaze. He was the most dangerous guy in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Williams has that type of speed, but okay. I think he's close. Okay. I think he's a, probably a better all-around receiver than Deshaun was, like in terms of route okay. running and like they loved him. They loved him at Ohio State. Loved him. They thought he'd be a superstar. It was just you know, they had two other first rounders. Couldn't get on the field. Couldn't get on the field. So which that's is unbelievable. Which is crazy. They got Drake London going to the Jets at 15. Chris Olave, this is a home run going to the Packers at 22. Oh, I hope boy. I mean just wish that for him that he could go there. Uh, Traylon Burks to the Cardinals at 23. Kyle Hamilton filing all the way of 18, the Notre Dame safety, to the Eagles. So that is the way that that breaks on that side of things. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case for you. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, as we go around the league at large, uh, we mentioned uh, our guys, but then also getting some news. The Broncos, Texans, Jaguars, Raiders, Vikings, Buccaneers begin offseason today off and running yeah new, co- new coaches new coaches oh that's right that's right. all of those sure oh yeah bucks it's weird when that I, happened I when i was like, off I, I forget no, that one that there was not. a coaching change there uh we'll start next tuesday with ours on april 19th um what is for the for the people what is you know because people are going to be excited to see everybody out there what is what is next tuesday is it what is this this portion of the offseason is what workouts that's it Just like you're not out there no, no. right There's you have the that, 10 no. you get those 10 otas that will be 
late May into early June that lead right up. So you'll have three, three, four. So three weeks of those, yeah. 10 total OTAs that lead into the week that will be the mandatory mini camp, which is, I think, the second weekend, second week of June or in the June in the teens in that area. So that's when you can actually get on the field, that okay. four-week period. And then Calais Campbell to the Ravens on a uh, on a two year deal. Makes there. sense. I yeah, mean, he's makes perfect sense. Yeah, mountain of a man. What did you? Um, I know that you were into the Masters all weekend long. How about with? Is it possible that the NBA kind of crushed this thing with this seven, eight, nine, ten tournament thing? We're in it now, so I'm paying attention to it. First is of everybody all, congratulations aware of what's going to happen. The Cavaliers and yeah, everybody in that organization. Sure. Uh, it's awesome that. It is. We're yes. talking playoffs. They've but been, I don't know what any know. of it means. First time since 98 <laughs> without LeBron. Yeah. Like Fratello, Sean Kemp. So, by the way, he's sitting at home today. Cheers. Fratello living his best life. No. Kemp? LeBron. LeBron. Oh. Of course. Congratulations. Good season. All right. Break. So, what is what is happening? All right. And I, I'll be candid with you. I didn't know either because we've, I've never cared for a matter that a team that was in it. So, no so longer here it is. the eight seed doesn't no. just play the one. No. So one through six are slotted. Okay. okay. Seven hosts eight. Okay. The winner of that is the seven seed. The loser of that plays the winner of nine, ten, nine and ten play. The winner of that plays the loser of seven, eight for the eight seed. Okay. So the Cavaliers, one game. One game. It's be like an NCAA tournament. So on Tuesday, the Cavaliers will play the Nets in Brooklyn because the Cavaliers lost to the Nets on Friday. So the Nets got the seven. So all weekend long, the teams were tanking over the weekend to avoid playing the Nets. Like Milwaukee put a G League roster out against us on Sunday because, well, I would rather play Chicago and be the three. So the Celtics, who actually all they had to do was lose, and they would have been the three seed, the Celtics actually won. And so now the Celtics are the two. They would have to play the Nets because it's long odds that you're going to go into Brooklyn and win. And who's the one? The one is Miami. Okay. So if Brooklyn, Brooklyn will be favored to beat the Cavs on Tuesday. Yep. Once that happens, Brooklyn would be locked into a series with Boston. The Cavaliers would then host. Who's good but lost their center, right? Correct. Robert Williams. So the the Cavs would then host the winner of Atlanta or Charlotte For Friday game. night here to get into the eighth. By the way, downtown will be Friday night. Indi- pardon. Guardians home opener. At seven ten, is it really? And Cavs play-in game potentially. Sounds like a zoo. The Guardians open Friday. Friday night, not Friday afternoon. Oh, Friday man. night, seven ten against the San Francisco Giants. We can't spread those out. Oh, that's tra- that's traditional matchup for opening day. Yeah. Um. Sixty. 60 degrees is the high on Friday. At night, that's going to be chilly. Yeah, It's getting colder because Saturday's a low of 36. Of course it is. What is the deal, bro? Sucks. This is looking out. All right. A week. Oh, this Wednesday will be 72 but raining. A week from Wednesday is currently slated to be a high of 47 after back-to-back days of rain on Monday and Tuesday with 46. and Like, we're going to be into May before we can do anything. What is going on? I don't know. that. This is the latest that I've ever. I've had it. This is the latest that I well clearly. This is the latest that I've that I've usually at least have taken the boys to like last year we played golf at the end of March a lot. Yeah. Yes. Like I took the boys out. That's there, right. There's it's no chance. There was the one weekend in March 
Like the one weekend. I played that one Saturday. Saturday. NCAA tournament weekend. Yeah, that was it. Uh, that's they, but I mean, it was. That was it. It was the and one it day. Snowed the next, like the next Sunday. Yeah. Right. We played golf on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, you were in and Atlanta, and it snowed. And it snowed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. By like, the way, I feel like the only change I would make to this NBA thing. Yeah. Top five are guaranteed. Because if you win a play-in game, I feel like you should be in. You shouldn't have to win again. Like, if, if the two teams win, like well, you should you should seed them six. I don't know nine, that six would change seven, it though, eight. would it? And if six seven win, then they're both in, and then the oh, eight, so they and then all the, play, and then the two losers play for one spot. The season needs to matter though, like. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is they I got, don't think it does. Because a hasn't six seed mattered. could go on a three-game losing streak and be out. Yeah, like, but it hasn't. This, when has the rate? The regular season hasn't mattered in I don't know how long in the well, NBA. Well, I'm, I'm telling. What's crazy well, here slotting, though is like all of these four teams are separated by about a by a game. Correct. Like it's four teams separated by a game. So this is, I mean, the atmosphere that you're going to get Friday. I don't know if Brooklyn has atmosphere or not, but wherever Atlanta and Charlotte playing, like that atmosphere is going to be electric. Should be an fun. NBA one-off. It's like a game seven. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a tournament game. I mean, it's going to be yeah. unbelievable in in a one-game moment. Uh, and finally, in the sports and entertainment world, Curb returning for season twelve. Yeah, and I said let's go, and somebody was Some not guy happy. Took a shot yeah, at took you a guys. shot at Curb. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it took a shot at both of you and Curb. Fine, fine. Listen, if you're if you're somebody who's taking a shot at Curb, then I would be like the woman yelling at the woman. At the bar, it's unlikely. That I'd be that breads. person, yeah. and we're we're not gonna we're gonna break bread. I'm not breaking no. bread to somebody who doesn't like curb. You're the off, point. You're off the transformative turkey list. Yeah, you're not having no transformative. Tur- that's not happening. No yeah. chance. Um, the most recent most recent episode of Winning Time last night. So I'm I'm through two episodes now. I okay. enjoyed the second episode more than the first. It got better. Yeah, right. Like it definitely got better. Um, the most recent episode though had a um, had a uh, so Magic Johnson is is going around shopping sneakers now i don't know if this is true or not i have no idea but he's trying to get a sneaker endorsement well people are pitching him right so he has sit down meetings with adidas and nike i'm sorry adidas and converse and they're going to compensate him so adidas it's seventy thousand or eighty thousand dollars a year for him to do adidas uh nike started out at 80 they found out that uh that larry bird got 90 so he said i want 100 converse is like fine we'll do it in between in between a guy walks up to him uh, by the name of Phil Knight. And he goes, um, he's like, well, what do you have to offer? And you can tell, like, he's intrigued by it. Now, again, I don't know what of this is real and what's dramatized. So he just recently fast talked and, about how he was offered stock and turned it down, and that was the dumbest thing he ever did. Well, then it's true. So the story plays out. Phil Knight's sitting there. He goes, um, Magic says he's intrigued by the philosophy. Like, Nike's whole thing, of course, was built on lighter shoes at that time. Him and Bill Bowerman, they built the waffle racer and all of that. And it was lighter, shoes lighter. And so this is this was the pitch to Magic, and Magic is intrigued by it. And Phil Knight says, um, I want you to wear these. And he pulls out a pair of – they're the shoes that the kids are wearing now, like the Nike Blazers. The Blazers, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. my son has a pair. Mm-hmm. And they have um, – so they were Nike Blazers, and they had Magic across the back. And he goes, these are the Nike Magics. And Magic looks at it. You can tell he's, like, intrigued by it, right? And he goes, well, what, what are you offering? And Phil Knight says, $1. $1. But 100,000 stock options. 100,000 shares. So Magic goes back to the Converse deal. He gets some advice. And he's meeting with the Converse guys. And he goes, man, why don't we put my name on it? Why don't we make this the Magic? 
and it was like a Converse standard entry shoe. And they were, they pushed back on it because you could tell, like, they're like, like, okay, yeah, sure, I'm sure you know nothing, right? So the stock, the Nike stock at the time was worth 84 cents a share. So they flash on screen the value of that stock now, 5.2 billion for what Nike offered him in 1979 and 80, 5.2 billion. But it's also one of the great sliding door moments because is Nike stock worth 5.2 billion? Because would Michael have gone to Nike if there were already an Air Magic? Maybe not, because he was conflicted anyway. He, he wanted to wear Adidas. He was an Adidas kid. He wanted to wear Adidas. That was in the uh, ESPN yeah. special. Right. He was going to be an Adidas kid, yeah. and Nike pitched him as the Air Jordan. Is Nike worth $5.2 billion if it's the Air Magic? I mean, Magic was ultra popular. And he was in L.A. He was in he was L.A. winning championships immediately. Right. But, it, I mean, Jordan was transformative. Like, if oh, he's yeah. in Adidas... I mean, you think that the marketing would have been similar, yeah. But was was the market ready for it? What like it was when Jordan hit? We were ready for Jordan because Magic and Bird had already built it to that point. I mean, it was a fascinating. That is sliding a fascinating doors. one, and it's also like remember Madden was offered to buy shares in right. EA, EA, and he turned it down. And of course, turns out that would have been a a lucrative thing for him as well. Yeah, and then but they made it right. EA made it right, but I don't think Magic Not ever wore Nike again. Like I don't know if he wears them now, but like he was always Converse all the I, way through. The last episode I watched, he bought his mom a very nice tub, and she was not happy about not it. Not pleased. No, not pleased. Um, his pursuit of Cookie is really they like. I felt like that whole episode was like I didn't. That's not what I was watching the show for to see his how he was gonna try to really I think cookie and make her upset with him and they clearly are setting up I think one of the criticisms of the show early is they very clearly are setting up the payoff at you know it starts with his HIV thing and his announcement and so that she is front and center for all that yeah so I think they're trying to build that backstory of her because up until the HIV thing nobody had any clue that he was dating anybody yeah or with anybody sure you know so like that what she became front and center then so I think they're trying to backlog that to get to that point gotcha so but it is a i think it's a fair critique jerry bus is the that's the franchise that's all i want that's the i want it's <laughs> all anybody wants all his scenes it's all of those and like jerry west getting offered the keys to the castle and yeah. being like i'm out yeah the yeah. portrayal of jerry west i feel like is- it does even out as it goes along it goes episode two is a really tough one for west uh all right let's do the yep. Cle- so much more to come cleveland runs 850 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Did you get any, you watch a, a pitch of baseball this weekend, boys? So the Indians scored 17. I'm sorry, nah. the Guardian. God, this is going to be brutal. You're fine. Steve watch McClard. Cardinals opening day on Thursday. It was a cool moment with that cool was... holes back. Oh, that's nice. It was awesome. That's cool. That's very good. Yeah, yep. I like it. All right, we're back tomorrow with more fun. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.